What about we go back another year? This was an absolute jet. Gates are back. The racing profiteer jumped out well. So did Pegasi. Arthur Francis fast into stride, but Profiteer's going to lead. And Ashima on the improve. Pegasi second. Ashima goes to third. Followed then by Paper Daisy. Arthur Francis out deep on the outside of Mystic Gem. Further back to Mandalong Cash out deep from Breaver Brook. Then came Baranoff from Jessica Rabbit. Keefe out deed. Then Festival Dancer. High, high, high. Nice for what? Going between runners. Our mistaken identity. And his last profiteer, he's running some time in the lead. And profiteer's going to turn three lengths in front of Ashima and Pegasi off the bridle. Further back to Arthur Francis, Mystic Gem. Then Paper Daisy from Baranoff inside the 250. And profiteer's well clear. Ashima goes to a clear second. Arthur Francis to third. But it's profiteer well clear. The capitalist caught. In fact, he's extending. What a superstar. Profiteer and a Big payday for his owners, winning the English Millennium in a romp. The Ruffy Baranoff may have pinned second, an inch in front of Pegasi. Nice for what laid on the scene, then Paper Daisy, Festival Dance, Amanda Long Cash, High, 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 Mistaken Identity, Mystic Gem, that Arthur Francis, followed by Keefe, Ashima dropped out from Reba Brook and Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, geez, he could gallop this horse, and Mick Price uh, was his trainer, and he joins us now on the phone. G'day, Mick. Morning, David. How are you? Very good, mate. I remember you in town for this race a couple of years ago, and obviously uh, you're on that golden slipper path with him. But that day for mine, um, when Huey just let him rip, um, geez, he, that was the real profiteer, wasn't it? He's a big, fast horse. He was uh, very fast. And, um, oh, look, we probably didn't have, a, have our timing um, exactly right in the slipper, maybe, but it was a stinking hot day in the slipper that day too. So... A lot of those Melbourne Colts just, I don't know, you've got to really um, uh, condition them up to Sydney humidity. Um, but, yeah, he, he just wasn't um, right enough on the day in the slipper, unfortunately. But it doesn't matter. He's at stud and he's uh, yeah. got plenty of uh, plenty of girlfriends at stud and hopefully he has a, uh, he's a good stud colt. This was uh, an early, you know, one of the earlier um, runnings of this particular race. And, I mean, you, I know you don't have a runner in this year, but you must look at the quality of this race. And it's going to be... Something on the calendar that trainers now use as a bit of a springboard into a slipper. Well, it's about the prize money, isn't it? It's about yeah. the return on investment for owner. So, yeah, it's a race that, although I think they only uh, they allocate $75,000 worth of the prize money towards the um, order of entry for the slipper. Is that right? That's right, yeah. It's... Yeah, so, uh, look, it's a worthy race to win, obviously. Um, not the be-all and end-all, but uh, still a great race. And a fantastic race to win, um, just, you know, like I said, for the return uh, to owners. Um, and it does uh, certainly set your horse up slipper-wise, it, you know, it, um, it's to the timing of it and everything's good. Anyway, uh, we've probably um, bought too many nice horses that need a bit of time last year. And um, our sprinting horses just haven't been quite close enough to getting a run, uh, but uh, anyway, you can still buy a nice horse that'll be a nice three-year-old out of Sydney Classic, clearly. Exactly right. Uh, Mick, uh, looking ahead then, uh, away from obviously Profiteer and your time at English, are you going to be up, are you in Sydney at the moment or are you coming up? Uh, Junior is uh, supposed to be doing all the horses and give me a short list of 40 or 50. I'll be there first thing Friday morning and do all Friday and then back for the gallops on Saturday morning here and the races. So obviously we've got Group 1 racing. Yeah. 
and good two-year-old racing here on Saturday, which I need to be here for. So it'll be one day in Sydney to shortlist, and that's it. Does that mean that Junior can cop the brunt if his initial 40 or 50 aren't up to standard? Uh, well, the rules are that all the good things because of me, all the bad things because of him. <laughs> Let, let's talk about... That's his job. Exactly. Uh, no, you're both very good judges. Let's talk about uh, these two-year-olds then uh, that you've got going around in, in Melbourne because we, obviously up here in Sydney, we're all about the slipper, but you've got to get through Blue Diamonds first. I saw you on um, a racing.com video on the socials yesterday saying that this Charm Stone is one of the, the better two-year-olds you've ever had. It's a pretty big call because you've had some bloody good two-year-olds. What's it about her that makes her so good? Well, she is. Uh, she's got great capacity. For a Vinny, uh, they can... Um, look, he's a good stallion because he puts plenty of nervous energy in his horses and most good horses have plenty of nervous energy about them. She is a little bit different in that she's cool, cooler. She's a big, strong, forward, mature filly. She looks more like a three-year-old. She's got a beautiful, big, long stride on her. I think 1,200 metres she'll really enjoy. Um, You know, what work she does and what trials she does, she has a turn of foot towards the end of it. Uh, We've never really bottomed her out. She went third at her first start because she was a bit burly. And uh, then we ran her again and she won the group three, but she's improved since. And her trial's been very good. Her work is very good. And if she has clear running from 7 out of 15 on Saturday, uh, I think she can win. And then she'll improve into the Blue Diamond and then you'll see her in Sydney. Okay, so definitely the plan is to keep something in the tank for her after a Diamond, if she obviously pulls up and she's showing that she wants to continue um, to get her into a slipper. She will... Easily, with her constitution and soundness and how she's going, she'll easily have three or four runs. So uh, we've allowed for all that. But, um, look, she's fairly forward. And, uh, you know, it's not a big turnaround from when she raced to uh, where she is at the moment. So she didn't go to the paddock and get fat. She actually looks in better condition this preparation than she did the other first preparation. I think she just got beat at her first preparation because she was a bit soft and porky in the belly and uh, now she looks nice and trained up so if anyone wants to back up on Saturday uh, certainly uh, that's a yes and then um, into the Blue Diamond Okay so um, uh, what about Zara does he stick right through? Have you got him locked in? Well 56 kilos well uh, said no party for Marky He's got to. Um, he's got uh, two weeks into the Blue Diamond with 55 kilos, uh, so he's committed to that, which is oh, that's very light for Mark. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he he's committed. He understands and um, he's a good rider. One, he's you know one of our good riders here. So uh, happy with him to be on the horse. He's galloped it and he's trialled it, and um, you know that mare that that filly goes good for him. As to most horses, but uh, you know, it's the only thing he's going to be nice and skinny on uh, Blue Diamond Day. Yeah, exactly. But that just shows. I think that's a tip in itself because Correct. Mark's that type of bloke Correct. where he won't push his body if he doesn't have to. He's, he's yeah. So, all right. Um, that's interesting for the slipper then. Okay, so look forward to possibly seeing you back up here. We'll definitely probably seeing you back up here in Sydney. What about some of the other two-year-olds? Uh, extreme threat in the same race. Uh. Well, she's first emergency drawn by ten. I have to have a think about. Um, I haven't done the form in that race yet. I know Charmstone's going great. 
But um, I have to have a look at it and um, have a think about that. Well, number one, she's got to get a run. Um, I think I would run her. Um, she's either going to run and run well and show up. Um, but, yeah, I've got to make a decision whether to actually run her or not. But I'll, okay. I'll make that later. All right. Uh, in, uh, earlier in the day, you've got in the autumn stakes, uh, um, what have you got? Um, amenable and, and amenable. Yes, the Australian bloodstock horse. I'll start with Amenable. Yeah. A uh, beautiful horse, improved from last time to this time. He's a uh, beautiful Lonro colt. He is um, steering into the Australian Guineas over a mile. Um, I missed a week with him at a vital point because uh, he had blood, bad blood uh, pitcher. Um, so I'm only going 1,400 metres then into the Australian Guineas, which is a bit skinny, but doesn't matter. He's a really nice horse. I think he's disadvantaged, drawn 8 out of 9. No doubt Ollie want to ride him coldish. And he'll work home well, but it looks like a sit and sprint. And I think there's really only Calico Jack and Clint of Silver that might hold a spot. So you'll see him run well. Uh, Zeno wants further. Uh, you'll see him run well, but he does want further. Hopefully he's a derby horse by uh, Tarl Zeno. But, um, yeah, I, I think um, I think there'll be better days for Amenable than um, Saturday. He'll be working home strongly and see what happens. Okay. Obviously, the CF4 Stakes Group 1. Uh, we'll start with Jackano. He was obviously brilliant last time out there in, uh, in the Manfred and looked in a position where he wasn't going to you know, be in the finish. He was sort of going to be in behind him, but he's just got tenacity. He has. He's got a good finish, got a kill punch on him which is why he won the Golden Rose and why he races well and why he won the Manfred. And, you know, he's a good horse. Uh, he's improved from the spring of his three-year-old year and he'll have a good autumn. So uh, he's a good winning chance and he's got a good turn of foot. And he's just got a, a delay. He's just got to extricate himself out from barrier four and get some clean air because uh, you're two blue in blinkers first time, drawn barrier one, who'll get going. And Gentleman Roy is Post to lead, I think, uh, leads every other start. So you'll have two that are running first and second have got a good advantage, and uh, both of mine will be in the back, back one or two or three, unfortunately. Um, just drawing the gates and the sort of horses they are, but they'll both be motoring late. They certainly will. When will, will they be in the Harbour City, either of these two? Uh, you'll see on Thunderstruck, he, he runs um, All Futurity, All Star Mile, Queen Elizabeth. Yep. And Jack and O runs All Futurity. And then we'll have a chat about what we do with him. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. He may even turn up in the All Star Mile because he's got three weeks between the Futurity and the All Star Mile. So, uh, I don't know, he's a stud colt, so he's sort of got to run in the right races. But um, nothing wrong with the All Star Mile. No, exactly right. So you've got no qualms at him running a mile then? Don't reckon. Um, I'm happy with 1,400. But, um, look, he'll definitely be getting tried over a mile. Okay. Does that mean we might see him in a mile race in Sydney? Uh, Would he get too much weight in a Doncaster? No. No. Uh, not at all. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, it depends. If uh, it's, first, I, it's very difficult to run him in the Australian Guineas because it's only a week after the futurity. But um, it wouldn't be difficult to run him in the... Um, uh, also, Milo, albeit that's at Mooney Valley, and also like him that might find his feet, might have to motor up a bit late. But um, anyway, he's going awe and futurity, and he's off to a good start. He's winning the Manfred, was good. He's going the two 1400 meter group ones, and we'll worry about it later. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and obviously, I'm Thunderstruck. He's just, you know, he's just a beauty, isn't he? He's going very well, and um, 
Change of rider, uh, Zara's on the leader, uh, which is Gentleman Roy, and I'm Thunderstruck drawn 9 out of 10, drawn poorly again. Uh, so I don't see any other option apart from I'm Thunderstruck um, at the back and motor home. It's going to be a good run, but he's got to pick up a good horse, you know, either Tuvalu or um, Gentleman Roy. They're going well. They'll be beautifully suited up front. Um, you know, they're good horses. Tuvalu's a group one horse. Um mm. You know, so not easy, but uh, what can you do? Um, while I've got you, Mick, just before I let you go, we talk about obviously Charm Stone, um, which it sounds like your number one seed as for your, for your two year olds. It's your it's it's your one. But is there anything else that uh, you've got maybe nom for that slipper that you could throw in somewhere, maybe in Sydney or in Melbourne, to get some prize money and one that that we could also see coming up on a float. I've got one that springs to mind that's going to run in a short race that's going to go bang. So our hopes and dreams are pinned on Charmstone at the moment. Okay, all right. And last but not least, today at Moe, uh, and maybe even Packenham tomorrow, is there anything we can make well, an investment on to put on Charmstone yes, on the weekend? I've got a $2 million um, filly in a $37,000 maiden having a first start called Humming. <laughs> <laughs> so we're slowly getting some money back. That's the hips don't lie, Philly. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Three-year-old, taking a fair bit of time, but can win. Okay, all right. Race three, number nine today, mate. Good luck, and thanks so much for coming on. And as I said, um, I hope you enjoyed hearing that memory of Profiteer. No worries, Dave. Thanks, mate.